Welcome to SEO Success for Small Business Owners. This podcast is about SEO, inbound marketing, content creation, and more. I'm your host, Graham Knight. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive right in. There's one thing that I haven't talked about yet in this podcast, so keep listening to find out how to make SEO a little easier for your business. Just last week, I did a beginner's SEO Q&A for a group of amazing entrepreneurs, and I pulled out the one-page Get Started guide that I wanted to show off before the Q&A part of the meeting. Now, the one-pager is just a bulleted list that has simple English and zero techno babble. It just gives simple hints and tips about how to get started with content creation and optimization for a website. But point number four has always caused me a little pain. It discusses topics and keywords and reads, find topics that people are searching for using Google. Refer to, people also ask, related searches and other websites for ideas. And then the next point says to create your article using the search term you selected and use a sprinkling of related niche vocabulary in your text. And I've always found it to be kind of painful using these two points. Actually, I kind of screw my face up when I read the bulleted points because it doesn't quite tell the whole story. Here's why. So modern SEO has a very strong emphasis on topical language and vocabulary, but we still can't escape the fact that we have to point a search engine in the right direction to understand what is our meaning. We still need to understand keywords and we still need to understand search volumes and competition keyword competition, if we're going to stand any chance of ranking our content in what's becoming a more noisy internet. So my bulleted point advice is great to get started with, and it's great if you could do it consistently, but getting results is about being able to base your decisions on data. And without data, we're going to have a very hard time finding a way to break through the noise. And the problem here is that data comes at a premium and software tools come at a hefty price. And this is understandable. To be able to crunch masses of data, we need expensive infrastructure as well as people. Software and data is so expensive. And as it scales to meet demand, the cost of supply doesn't necessarily lower either. So here's the problem. Do you really want to make an impact with your website? Because if you do, you're going to need tools. Welcome to episode 33, and today I'm going to explore a lower-cost suite of tools that I've been playing around with. A few months ago, I changed my subscription in one of the mainstream tools, which is called Ahrefs, and this tool is a, it's at the pinnacle of SEO tools used by agencies and professionals. It's side-by-side -side to another tool called SEMrush, and while the tools are built and maintained by different companies, both offer similar functionality and vast amounts of data. Now, the data differs between the tools, of course, but as long as your work is based on only one tool, 
The data gives you a good benchmark from which to do your work. The problem with Ahrefs and SEMrush is they're quite costly for a small business or a solopreneur who wants to make a splash with their business website. They also have limits within your monthly subscription. Go over these limits and you effectively pay-per-click and it can add up really, really quickly. So it takes some clever planning to get the most out of your tools these days. Ahrefs is great for my needs, but I decided to look around and maybe invest in a lower cost tool for some of the tasks that can be a bit hit and miss, specifically keyword research, because mining text can use a lot of your limit up very, very quickly. But if I want to do some scrappy research, then I really don't want to use a premium tool to do this. I have used a bunch of lower cost options. Ubersuggest is great. Longtail Pro is pretty reasonable. And of course, there are other tools like Answer the Public. But I decided to evaluate a tool that I hadn't used before that has got some pretty good reviews. And that tool is Mangles. Mang, mang what? I hear you say. So what's Mangles about? Well, when you head over to the mangles.com website, you'll be greeted with a front page that states, and in quotes, juicy SEO tools you will love. So that's what it's all about. Now you can sign up for a limited 10-day trial, which I did. It's a completely free option, and I gave it a spin. Now, just in case you're having trouble with my semi-Canadian, semi-English accent, I will put a link to Mangles in the, uh, in the show notes that you can follow and take a look at. What attracted me to Mangles in the first instance was that it kept coming up as a viable alternative to the big two. I googled and I saw comparisons as well as reviews. Now, ordinarily, there is a kind of subconscious ego thing about being able to pay for and use premium tools. But hey, even with those tools, you can do an absolutely horrible job. So if you check your ego at the door, you realize a few things. Number one, as a small business owner, you hardly ever use all the features that the premium tools give you. Number two, as long as you base your decisions on data that a single tool gives you, then your decisions are going to be informed. At the end of the day, all these tools use approximations for their data, and they're probably screamingly inaccurate. But use one tool and don't try to cross-pollinate the data, and you'll be good to go. Number three, it's okay not to spend too much money on a tool that you just don't need. The ROI using a lower cost tool is probably going to be much higher for a small business than the ROI using a premium tool. You probably get the same results, but a lower cost. Anyway, I headed into Mangles on a Saturday evening while my wife was at work and I was hooked. Not only did you get a user-friendly front end to use, you also got a raft of free learning materials that would keep any aspiring small business SEO expert busy for weeks. I liked the limits on Mangles premium plan quite a bit because it was based on the 24-hour period and it seemed near impossible for me to hit the quotas in that 24-hour period and I pretty much bought it on the spot. Ahrefs' new limits are based on monthly period, and I found it fairly easy to burn through them just by clicking on what looked like cool data. Now remember, I know what I'm doing. I'm a software professional as well as an SEO advocate, and yet Ahrefs kind of got me confused with the usage, the limits, the clicks, and how things went down so quickly. 
Much like the Big Two, you get a bunch of useful tools with a Mangle subscription. KW Finder, which helps you with keyword research, local SERP analysis, backlink analysis, rank tracking, SEO metrics, and even an SEO extension for the Chrome browser. So my ego tells me there's no way there's enough here to do a good SEO job for myself or my clients, but my brain tells me this is exactly the tool that someone who wants to make an impact with their website and SEO should use, and that includes me. In fact, I'm going to do just that. I'm going to experiment as to whether or not I can get great results with Mangles versus Ahrefs, and to be honest, I know the answer is already yes, because much of SEO is about processes, consistency, and experimentation. The tools only take you so far. I've taken KW Finder for quite a ride over the last few weeks, and I kind of like it. Like all the other tools, it gives you data on search volumes, keyword difficulties, trends, and competing websites that appear in the search engine results pages, or SERPs. And you can create a list of keywords, and you can export them so you can put them into your own spreadsheet for a later analysis. I've no reason to think that the data in KW Finder is any less valuable than the data in the big two tools. It's also a quick tool to use, and there is little waiting around. It's pretty zippy, so you can churn through a lot of keywords at a fairly high velocity. Now, I did have a cursory glance at the other tools, and I'll certainly get deep into them soon. But on my initial look, they look just fine for a small business who wants to grow through organic traffic. And for a sub $500 annual charge, there does seem to be quite a lot of quality here. I'll certainly have another episode where I dig into mangles a little deeper. But if you're serious about stepping up your level of SEO, you might want to give the tool a go. It's pretty neat for the price. And so far, I'm loving it. Thanks for listening to SEO Success for Small Business Owners. The podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are available. You can check out all the links and resources mentioned and catch up on all episodes at www.newrootdigital.com. Hold up. 